Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Everybody Relax podcast, facilitated by your boy, licensed clinical social worker and neighborhood therapist, Trey. Hope that everybody's week is going well. Continuing on with my interview series and doing my one-off spin-offs from my more than my credential series. I was supposed to be doing interviews for a long time, and I messed around and did mad interviews. I got interviews stacked up through December. So, um, but my next guest got one of my homeboys, homeboys, one of my good friends, man. Just an all-around solid creative dude. If you think about the word creative, you probably see his name right beside it. Uh, but my man's Carmelo Sanchez, owner of Mondays, is on the podcast. What's up with you, bro? How you feeling? What's up, man? Everything's cool, boss. Everything's cool. I'm super glad to be here, finally. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you've been following my podcast career... Um, you know, Melo was on the Backwoods podcast. Like, that's the that's, first. Yeah, that was like 2017. Yeah, yeah. A long yeah. time ago. Yeah. And I didn't even know what we was going to talk about then when you hit me up because we were still getting to know each other and stuff yeah. like that. It, uh, but it was still a good It was a good podcast, yeah, I think. absolutely. So if you want to hear the progression of Mr. Yeah. <laughs> Carmelo from that time until this time of where he's at now with everything, man, um, that's a good episode to go back into because you can still find Backwoods on there. But for those who don't know who you are, if they haven't figured out who you are by now, you know, what you do, who you are, and what makes Carmelo? I think this question is really interesting. So I think when you say creative, right, it's this like broad spectrum of, of passion mm-hmm. and talent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely like that label creative. Um, but I think overall, you know, I kind of prefer like artists or something because I think that's what I do. You know what I mean? It's the artistry to it all. Um, but I've also learned lately the whole term of like entrepreneurial creative okay. and how different that can be. It's 2021. You know, we got new labels yeah. and all that. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I like that way better because it definitely makes sense to me, you know, chasing uh, finances and financial goals and all of that mm-hmm. while you're still, you know, passionate about what you're doing. Um so that's me, man. That's just what I wake up and I, you know, I do, bro. Mm-hmm. Is was you always like this creative, like growing up, like yeah. getting into stuff, doing stuff, making stuff from scratch? Yeah, yeah. Always. I mean, it's just something I've always did, even as a little kid and all that. Mm-hmm. I've always knew, like, I'll be like right here, not in this kind of aspect, not to the T or nothing like that. But this was always the plan here, you right? Know what I'm to to be full time creative entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow, some way. But it could have started something different. Like when I was young, a little kid, it was about drawing and painting and you know what I mean, doing portraits and stuff like that. And I can do that today if I wanted to, but I'm probably super rusty. But mm-hmm. that's how I started it all out. You know what I mean? Graffiti and stuff like that. Yeah. And then, you know, as I grew up it went through different avenues and all of that. But overall it was still um creative and still had to do with art at the end of the day so it always falls back on art itself it's always going back to the artist standpoint and also even in your writing like you know the way you we've always me and the homeboys always talk about like your way to articulate a conversation or a message is is very unique in reference to making you feel it and see it but also giving you like that that like that little touch of humor to it yeah yeah that makes it more relatable and stuff like that right and was were you really big into writing back in back into um i started writing like yeah when i was younger but like online on blogs like not professionally but you know articulating it better and telling stories and everything in 2015 i'll say 
late 2015 or so. Mm-hmm. And I only I only did it for like two years, bro, because it is kind of like stressful. You sit there, you got to stand still and everything. Yeah. That just ain't who I am. So, I mean, <laughs> I did it though. I love, I enjoy it. Like, even with captions on Instagram and, you know, talking about a release and stuff like that, I enjoy that portion. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, like, now to this day, you have the stigma, not really a stigma, but you have the two opinions of, you know, people who read books versus people who watches the movie version. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, I, I can I can see both sides of it. I don't think that I, I like the intellect of somebody that sit down and read the book though. And that's why like even when it comes to, you know, my releases and the you know, the description of my brand and everything like that, mm-hmm. I kinda force them to read about it purposely. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because of course I get a video done. We all can. It just takes a little bit of money to do it. Yeah. Not everybody's gonna sit down and read about it. Right. So if I have forty five hundred followers and they're all following me and reading everything, I I got forty five hundred people actually sitting down to read about it. How in the world did you get people to read? Because as we know, people don't read. But that's the thing. <laughs> like you mentioned, the way that I articulate it, like in literature, <clears throat> if they feel like somebody's actually talking to them, mm-hmm. I think it's different. They could relate to somebody and they mm-hmm. hear you speaking about it. I think that that's what makes it, you know, easier to read, especially for those that don't want to read. Yeah. You know I mean? Even for me, it's not like I'm reading all day long, but if something, if I can gravitate to something in the first couple of minutes, I'm gonna read through it. You know what I mean. So even in that that art piece of creating is like your know, your your pitch, your wind up and pitch. Yeah, is 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 trying to keep that reader in 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 entailed into uh, staying the the course and then fully reading the whole thing because you you going against the grain of what they say in reference to um, when you writing in IG stories and yeah. this long descriptive captions. And I do it. Yeah. I know, and I did that purposely, man, because I feel like I know social media well at this point, and I know it can change tomorrow, and I'll be just as confused as everybody, but I under I, I know how to master, not master, but I know how to control who's following me, who it is that's supporting me. I know I want this type of person and this age group and this, you mm. know, with this preference to follow me, so I knew that if all I did was videos that would take away from those who enjoy reading and learning. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So one thing I noticed is like throughout this uh, journey of, of building this this physical location is that a lot of small business owners with that same aspiration hit me up all the time. And they like that I'm showing the behind the scenes and what's happening yeah. in the process. If I wasn't writing it, they probably wouldn't enjoy it as well because many other people are already doing videos. You know what I mean? Mm. So I'm going against the grain that is like, that's terrible because, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like I'm really just taking it back at the end of the day. You know what I mean? You know what's crazy about that, though, is that, so I went to this whole, this this thing up in D.C. I talked about it before. About build your own brand, social media, influencers, bunch of influencers, right? Yeah. Up there talking about how you brand yourself, how you market and stuff like that. And whole time you right here in Fredericksburg, I could have just came to you and got all of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Because I get mad inspiration for you. Thank you, thank you. as far as how I market, how I tap into my creative aspects. Yeah. Like I had you know, for me in the mental health space, it was not nobody templates, you know, to do that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when we chopped it up and then I seen how you, you know, engage in posts, I was like, Okay, I could do it this way. Yeah. But I could have got instead of me even though I spoke up there, I ain't pay for the whole thing, but mm-hmm. I could have got the whole thing from you. Yeah, yeah. You see, the thing, is, <laughs> the thing is, there's nothing wrong with video. And I think that video is important. Because at the end of the day, more important more important than anything is, is quality content, right? Right. And I don't think it needs to be every day. But I think quality content every day, every other day is important when it comes to social media. Because 
we're just in a time and age where social media runs, you know, most of your brand at the mm-hmm. end of the day. Whether it be as a reference or, you know, people follow, whatever the case is, right? So I post videos every day. Don't get me wrong. Not yeah, as, a, yeah, yeah. as a story, 100%. Mm-hmm. I've been focusing on reels lately, like the TikTok version yeah. of IG, um, because those get out to a lot of people as far as like their explore page or for you page and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm still not big into TikTok. I would like to be, but there's just so many apps. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, it's hard so much time. Yeah, so I, I'm really just sticking to IG because on IG, you can actually really engage with people and data and data bring other people's it'll show your posts on other people's explore page by you engaging mm-hmm. um so i do do i do post once a day yeah at, like as far as my actual timeline right i post once a day and i do hella stories all day long purposely Pur- yeah. like while i'm working you're going to be working with me in a sense but i want to show you how fun it is mm-hmm. even throughout all the bullshit you know what i mean mm-hmm. so like even when there's an error you know i get a delay or people right now that they pre-order shirts right you know, everybody knows about the USPS delays. There's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So people who had search that was supposed to be here last week, they're still not here. And I have a tracking number for them, and it's, like, not updating. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, I let that be known, though. But in the mix of it, I do something good, too, to be like, oh, shit, like, you know, we're going to get over that hurdle. We'll get back to it. It's, mm-hmm. you know, we'll fix it anyway. Mm-hmm. And I can, you can only do stuff like that with video. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. There, there is there is absolutely a reason and a requirement for video. But I just think being able to tap into the intellectual people who enjoy to sit down and read and, and laugh with you and, you know, relate to you, they need that that literature to go by. You know what I'm is, You feel like that's an untapped population? that Not, not untapped, but I think that, um, like I said earlier, since it's 2021, bro, everybody's getting these new labels. I think we're more... Um, I don't even want to say woke. I just think we're more aware of everything that's going on, mm-hmm. you know, like on the real side of things, mm-hmm. that that certain group of people who are, they're adapting to the way the world is changing um, and for the for the positive sense of it. I think that they like, they, they appreciate literature. Mm-hmm. They appreciate people that can describe things, you know what I mean? So, and oh, I, I, I like okay. that, you know what I mean? The millennial, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and the millennial that's in tune. It's weird because you say that, you just think about Twitter the whole time I was talking just now. Oh, I thought about Twitter. <laughs> and it's wild because it's like, that's literally like a group of millennials. You know what I'm saying? That's like, all of us. That's right. how I think about it. So, and I and I knew that I had to tap into that without, because I can't do Twitter because it's just, it takes a lot on IG alone. On Twitter, it's 100 times more and it moves so fast. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, I don't yeah. see there's a space for me there, like for this brand itself. You don't so, think so? I'm sure there can be, but I mean, like, bro, I gotta. Well, I mean, understand it from that side. I mean, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. From the management of everything. I, as a creative, yeah, I can sit down and do Twitter. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, I, de- I, I deleted my personal pages like four times since starting this brand, and I finally got them back. But I'm not active on them because I can't make, I can't differentiate the time between the two. It's hard to make the time. Too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And because if I do anything personally, it's gonna involve mondays in some way somehow yeah you know what i mean so it's hard so that's why mondays is branded so personal anyway you know what mm-hmm. i mean so if i post a picture of my daughter on mondays in her new outfit it's not going to seem awkward you know what i mean because you already know like my daughter's gonna be at work tonight maybe you know what yeah, I'm saying? yeah. she might be helping me label plants or something yeah. so it makes sense at the end of the day and I, and I did that purposely for that reason i think you said something along that lines a couple couple years ago around you you when you create these projects um, or, or you know, in the things, in the entities or uh, brands, you create it with that telling your personal story in mind. So, yeah. 
what comes to mind is the trap dad trap mom hats yeah and you was like you know my reason behind that is telling this story that relates to all of us mm-hmm. as you know parents who still are millennial parents who are mm-hmm. still navigating this kind of parenthood thing but still you know listen to future still x y and z jordans and still all that, yeah. by jordans <clears throat> no that's exactly what it is man and i was actually speaking to our homeboy ace today right and um, one thing I told him was that the reason why I realized I'm, I really love Mondays and I'm passionate about it is because it's the first project that I haven't, like, scrapped yet. Yeah. Otherwise, five months into any project, I would have been scrapped and moved yeah. on. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, and this one is interesting because it takes consistent branding every single day. So my reason for even mentioning that is when you brand it with who you are personally, it's not as much work, bro, because you're, you're branding who you are. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. not, you don't have to wake up with this facade or nothing like that. Like I got to tell people, I'm running late as fuck. Like, you know what I mean? My bad. If I don't open up on time, I'm really running late. And that might just sound like me messing up somehow, some way, but they might laugh with it because they feel me. They understand what, you know? Yeah. Like there was a long, long at Duncan. I couldn't, you know what I mean? (laughs) And they get that. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. You know, I just, I put out an episode on my Patreon, um, not too long ago. Actually last week I was doing it. We were talking about branding as mental health professionals or social workers, because you know that they don't teach us how to do that for us. Like it just do therapy, help to, you know, do whatever that's, you don't teach us how to do the brand piece of it. And so, um, was looking at like the definitions of different types of branding like you know uh personal branding service-based branding you know the business branding aspect and and i've talked about blending Mm -hmm. that personal branding with the service that you provide or with the uh good that you provide for such as the plants and making that like don't be scared to actually put your um yourself right right in the mix of that um but I was going to go from that side of understanding. Uh, that's the question I was going to ask you around. What is different? How do you know? And this is one of the questions that came from the homies. What is? How do you know that something you should keep the, the foot on your gas, keep doing this project? Like, how do you know to keep keep pushing it? I think the well, that's that's actually a great question. One, I think when you have something on your hands, you literally feel it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and just to go back real quick to the branding part, I can put my personal life into it because it's a physical location where people can come actually see me. If it was an online-based thing, they don't care about that part. You see what I'm mm, saying, bro? Okay. Because that's not what they're there for. Okay. So, like today, and the reason why I keep saying 4,500 followers, I just hit that. It ain't no extra, extra large number, nothing like that. But, you know, it's only been five months. So, at 4,500 followers, right? When you do the, when you look at your um, ge- uh, geographics on that joint, bro, like a thousand of them are local. The rest mm-hmm. of them probably won't ever even come. Mm-hmm. But they know I'm a physical location and they still follow it, mm-hmm. right? Which is great. Don't get me wrong. Now, if I was visiting, if I was following Supreme, right, I kind of feel like it's accessible. It's a four or five hour drive to New York, the closest one. I can go there, right? I wonder if people feel that way with Mondays or are they strictly only following it because of the content that I post Um, because of that personal branding. Right. Mm -hmm. So that also goes to the whole part of like, how do I know to keep my foot on the gas? It's because of things like that. So while Mm -hmm. I'm in this, while I'm in the studio with these plants, with these T-shirts and everything. Right. One of my biggest fears was I want to open up in Richmond, but there's already two or three other ones. 
want to open up in DC, but it's expensive and there's four or five other ones, right? So here I am in Little Fredericksburg, right? But people that live in DC and Richmond are coming to me. Mm-hmm. Why? It's, mm-hmm. it's the branding of it all, bro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do, I, if we had 10 people in the room right now, right? And I asked them, do you follow any plant stores other than mine? More than likely, no. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And th- the whole thing is that if it was if it was just a plant store, it wouldn't be that cool. You know what I mean? But it's it's ran by people of color. We talk about fashion. We talk about sneakers. We talk about having children. I put out new inventory every single week, twice a week, mm-hmm. exclusive. And I think that that's what made me keep my foot on the gas when I started realizing like the lines and stuff and I just had this feeling I'm excited every morning to go to work on Saturday mm-hmm. you know what I mean I just I just knew you know what I mean mm-hmm. and then um in a professional standpoint the company I was working for the gentleman that owned it he's very successful but all real estate right mm-hmm. he told me he said hey he personally believes that the reason why businesses fail so quickly is because while they're hot, while they're buzzing and doing great, they don't expand. They just keep trying to capitalize off that central mm-hmm. area of support. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So how, how much longer do you think you're going to get these people to keep spending money before it becomes just a regular staple in the area? Right. Now you need a new set of people. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. like, man, that makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what helped. That's what made me make that decision to keep going and to you know look for other areas as well. Right, because that's different. Uh, different than any of your other set projects where you you, know, you do it for like a couple months and, and then I'm trash. I delete it. Delete it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's the whole thing. So my my way of still keeping that same aesthetic is doing only 25 t-shirts and then not mm. putting them up. So look, for example, right <clears throat> next week I'm gonna um prepare like four t-shirts i released that were supposed to come out i put them out as pre-orders i can still put them out as i can still put them out next week if i wanted to there's four of them bro so i could put out a hundred of them if i wanted to Mm. but i'm not going to i'm literally gonna put them in my closet i'm only going to give the people who actually ordered them so if there was only 10 people that ordered them only 10 people gonna have that t-shirt right and it's 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 just me reverting back to how I usually do things of keeping it exclusive and mm-hmm. you know what I mean. I might go put them in Goodwill or something, just for the sake of it getting that allure and you know the future of it when somebody finds it. You know, twenty mm-hmm. years figuring mm-hmm. out what it is. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or what if this joint becomes a corporation one day? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a large brand, and then in twenty years, like somebody got all shirts I've released. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now it's, it's, it might not be a hype beast thing. It might not be worth hundreds of dollars, but it's a cool-ass story to talk about, man. I like, I stood in line and got this when there was like this little store yeah. in Fredericksburg. That, that's, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think that far ahead. So, cause I want, I want to know how that feels then in 20 years. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Now, did you, did you learn how to map this stuff out on your own at some point or was it just, it just came natural? Because, the way your mind works is nuts. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Let's just put that out there. You know what I'm saying? I just, I thought, I thought on a whole different, you know, wild level. But when talking with you, it's just like, yo, it is. Yeah, well, you know what? <laughs> I, I've been talking to, to people a lot about this. And that's also why I love the brand. Like, there's a lot of creatives and we sit down a lot and talk. Um, you know, when MySpace started, right? Mm-hmm. And um, people were like, you would see how many friends people have like overnight or you could see how many page views you had and all of that, right? Mm-hmm. I was like obsessed trying to figure out 
how do you get these page views? Like, how do you wake up in the morning and have this much page views overnight? Right? Mm-hmm. And that's what first started my, like, interest in, in all of this, how algorithm and all of that works. Bro. Right. And just pinpointing how this worked out. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I remember, like, it's like 2005 or six, something like that, bro. What? I'm, like, 16, 17, right? I remember, like, hitting, like, the models and all that on, on MySpace, bro. And, like, yo, can I, can I put this picture on here of you? You know what I mean? And then I'm going to do the HTML so when people lick it, it goes to your page. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. And doing that, you know what I'm saying? And then I wake up overnight. And you can ask anybody, bro. It'll be like 50,000 views. And I'm like, imagine <laughs> imagine if we knew about selling stuff back then online. Bruh. Like, you know what I'm saying? So and that was my way, you know, learning how to, you know, code and HTML and learning with MySpace. And then um, Facebook was cool, you know what I mean, as far as like a personal life and you know that inner circle and speaking of family and stuff like that but you know for finance reasons i don't think there's a need for facebook mm-hmm. but that that's where it started at. and then i think we had facebook after that and vine and all of that mm-hmm. um i never really got into vine but then when twitter came um twitter just changed the game overall i don't think twitter is going nowhere no, no twitter's not going anywhere it's just too fast paced. Yeah, 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 Twitter's not going anywhere, bro. It's, it's ahead of the game. I don't think IG's going anywhere either. Um, they're gonna, they're sooner or later they're gonna have to innovate though a little yeah. bit. You know what I mean? But IG's like the powerhouse though. At the end of the day, I mean, Twitter had like their mm. version of IG stories. stories. And, it wasn't the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So I think they all can take something from each other, and I think that that's why like IG got the reels now, like TikTok. Right. You know what I mean? So I think they can all borrow something from each other. Um. But yeah, man, that that's that's like how it all started, like with MySpace and just learning all of that and just seeing how people can interact with people from like all over the world. Like that, mm-hmm. that was always been just crazy to me, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even now, like, you know, when you ask me, like, man, how do you find these people like to work <laughs> with? It's literally now, now today, it's all Instagram, bro. Like my Explore page and who you follow depicts who shows up on your Explore page or who you interact with. Right. So mm-hmm. if I interact with a whole bunch of you know artists, whether they paint or Whatever the case is, that's who's going to pop up in my Explore page, and I'm going to interact with them and interact with them. And this also helps me control who follows me at the same time. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Because who I interact with is who, is who I'm, whose pages I'm going to show up on. Yeah. And, that, you know, and when I asked that question, I, I sat there and I'm like, okay, that it makes total sense. Because, you know, at this point now, on my side in the mental health space and the... Uh, Mental health space, but the social work side. Yeah. So, like for Twitter, like if you come to my Twitter now, it's nothing but social workers and mental health professionals right, right, right. from everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm able to tap into, and then people who follow the mental health professionals or the Twitter people, yeah. um, social workers, they come in as well. So they yeah. might not be the, the same credentials, but they see they support mental health, support social right, workers, right, right. and so you just come in with this melting pot. So I can see that, and it has opened the doors up to. All those interviews that I've, yeah, most of those are like Twitter relationships. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and you know that, what I'm saying. And nowadays, you don't have to search hashtags. You can literally just search mental health, and you can put the space between mental and health, and those topics are going to come up by the people who posted about them. Yeah, they and do. whether that be Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, it still does that. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think that even like hashtags are as reliable as they used to be. I still use them at the end. Mm-hmm. Um. But I do think that they do have a benefit. You know what I mean? It's not going to make or break a post. You nah, because like you can really search a keyword and the yeah, keyword exactly. will come right on back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was thinking, like, but that's the the world. What we're supposed to be doing, I feel like, networking wise on social media is to 
network and to find people that you know are you know in our fields or yeah. relate to us and then we can you know chop it up as we want to you know what i'm saying yeah. so um I've, I've created many relationships now of cats like all across the state like my homeboys out one of my homeboys out out in portland shout out to the um we call ourselves fab five but it's black social workers one is out in um portland one is out in um michigan one is out in boston you know so we just all connected that way and that's what we got you know what i'm saying so um it's a beautiful thing um when do you sleep mellow when when did you sleep so listen this is the crazy (laughs) part yo i actually spoke about this on my stories like two days ago Mm -hmm. and it was crazy because it made me think about you right and mental health and awareness and all that bro Uh um I will speak. I ran across a post that said like evening time anxiety and morning time anxiety and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. And I never considered this anxiety with myself, but like people were talking about how they might wake up like every hour, every other hour, just look at the time, and they don't even know why because they love their job, or they love what they do, but they constantly making sure that they're they're worried that they're gonna like oversleep or they won't mm-hmm. have enough time to sleep. And I'm like, yo, I literally go through this every day since I was a child. You see what I'm saying, bro? Mm-hmm. So I might be in the bed at 9 o'clock. I'm not going to sleep to like 11. And no matter what, no alarm clock, I'm up at like 4.30 now. Mm-hmm. You know, And I don't have to be at my studio until 11. <laughs> and the only reason why I'm up at 4.30 is because I woke up so many times between actually falling asleep that I finally said, man, I'm just going to stay up now. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because it's like, all right, if I go back to sleep now at 4.30... I, I actually physically have to be up at 6 o'clock anyway. I'm going to be mad. You know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. And this happens to me every single night. You know what I mean? So it's not something about me not sleeping. I'm trying to learn how to um, separate. Like when I leave the studio, I might be on IG and everything on the brand page. But I'm, I'm chilling. I'm at home with the family and all that. Don't get me wrong. But that's also the um, downfall of branding it personally because, yeah, yeah, yeah you know what I mean? Because I might have to talk about my kid being sick or something like that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I, I might feel obligated to, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So I, I get, I, I should be getting the right amount of sleep. I lay down, I put my phone on D&D and all that, but I think some type of anxiety is what messes me up about sleep though for sure <laughs> yeah. you know that was coming that's one of the questions of how you balance yeah, I that already all. know man um you know what's what's interesting about that is that um you know as i went to self self-employment in june and i was already burnt out and exhausted anyway yeah. and so i had to recuperate from that and then jump full-fledged into um self-employment and what that looks like now everybody wants to go into entrepreneurship and no, self-employment. No. Everybody yeah, wants to, yeah, it's not right? Good thing. But it's twenty-four-seven. Yeah, without a doubt, absolutely. It's twenty-four-seven, and um, that's what I started to realize. There was the freedom piece of oh, I'm not commuting. I don't have to do the nine to five. But then there's days like today where it's an admin day. I'm off, but I'm doing so much stuff related to yeah. the business or to the brand yeah. that it still feels like work. You no, know, I agree. When I mean, then you got to think about insurance and. Mm-hmm. All this other shit of like entrepreneurship. I don't. I, I've, I've always said there's nothing wrong with having a job that you actually enjoy and you know you want to uh, mature in and get promoted, etc. Man, but I see the benefits of both. Yeah, I mean, without there's a doubt. definitely pros and cons for both. Of yeah, them. yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. I, I mean, there's people who you know work work a job that'll be more successful than we ever will, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. and it just all depends on what your you know what your definition of success is as well. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and so, what that looks like and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Because you know, I can easily go back and get a job. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think I think that's what makes people like you and I comfortable though. 
yeah. that we can go back and get a job if that's you know something that we fell on. We weren't really forced into self employment. No, I like some people have you know have said like that forced self employment. They had no choice or they pandemic jobs or whatever. Yeah. But like, nah, I just left. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> me too, me too. And I actually stayed as long as I could. Yeah, but you know, it got to a point where it's like I have like this thing called sideline. Mm-hmm. So like instead of having two phones, when you call Mondays, it, it comes to my phone. It's a separate number though, and um, the phone was ringing. You know what I mean? And I'll get emails and stuff like that. So I was slacking off on my position, my professional position. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I actually really enjoyed that company and appreciated it. Mm-hmm. So it got to a point where it was like my plate was full on both ends. Both ends. You know what I mean? And 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 professionally, that company was going to expand and build a new property. I was a property manager so I was about to be like in overload time yeah so I had to make that decision like man it's only right that I tell you guys like listen I gotta pick one or the other yeah and for me to let go of you know something that I built from the ground up would be crazy yeah you know what I'm saying yeah and and I mean it, of course you lose a lot of pay you know as far as your guaranteed pay you know every two weeks whatever the case is but I'm definitely like it's cool as hell to wake up just wear Jordans because you want to, or you know what I mean. Be bummed out because you want to, whatever. This is probably most of my outfit going yeah, through yeah, like for therapy sessions, stuff yeah, like that. Like, you it, know, it, it feels that feels great, man. It feels, and I, I love the process of of starting out with zero in the morning and seeing how much you could go to sleep with. That I'm gonna tell you that right there. Is a different feeling. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that. <laughs> I love the process. A lot of people hate that process. Yeah, because the hard work. But I actually love that because ending the day and knowing, man, I really did this shit. Like mm-hmm. that's a beautiful feeling. It also sucks when you don't do it, but uh-huh. you strategic for the next day and the next day. I mean, I love that. I love the, the process to wake up. I, you know, I was telling telling my wife like one day, like I was telling Nisi, like the feeling of waking, like going to sleep one night, and it's nine dollars there. Right, and then the next morning it's a thousand. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, that's it's you know, crazy. It's like yeah, it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? I've, that's something I've never experienced before. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Listen, when you go see with retail, right? When you fulfill this invoice, or when that when the products from that invoice is delivered to you, mm-hmm. let's say it's a three thousand dollar invoice, right? You got your net thirty, whatever, however you pay, and you look at all this stuff, right? You're like, damn, man. I'm pretty sure you're really about to take three thousand on my bank account in you know two three days or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, damn, it's gonna be three days. But if I sell this all this stuff within the next seventy two hours, even when they take out three thousand, I might still have ten more in there because that's you know what I mean because mm-hmm. I got it for that price. And even having that connection with the wholesaler is like it feels like an achievement, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like it's like it's a beautiful feeling just to know that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's worrisome. Absolutely, for sure. Yes, sir. but it's a beautiful feeling when you overcome that, and and it's and it's uh, profitable and successful. It's awesome. I and I think that's one of those things. Like from my side, is like you know understanding like okay, because you know I was stressing early and when I first started because you know saying I was having some issues with insurance or whatever, and them paying me. Come to find out, it was an issue with the um you know my they had the wrong address down, and I I was sitting there thinking about like man I was stressing about that and before that i was stressing about how to build insurance and then before that i was stressing about even taking insurance and then before that i was stressing about taking people's money for these services (laughs) and now it's like clockwork like nah what okay we done session boom boom, build insurance i can pinpoint 
where I know something's wrong. I can read, know how to read the benefits. Yeah, I don't man. have no problems asking for my full rate. I'm I'm probably undershooting right now. I need to yeah. increase my rates. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's amazing to see that involvement. Yeah, yeah. Where Absolutely. you 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 super have anxiety about and you're it. Com- yeah, and you're confident. And then in you what get you're confident doing. in it. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that 100. percent I go. I went through that a lot beginning too, bro. Mm-hmm. So I definitely understand and relate to that statement for sure. Yeah. So that's that's one of those things about entrepreneurship and create and then also creating about what it looks like and what it feels like and yeah. then you know where it goes from there. So let's let's pivot real quick and talk about sneaker game because you heavy one of the ones is also heavy in the sneaker game that will have a collection and say forget it, i don't want it yeah. <laughs> and then get it back you know what i'm saying yeah. and your favorite shoes are the aj ones the air yeah. jordan ones and of course he's wearing some now of course as, as per usual on brand with himself yeah. but what got you into sneakers yo i got my first pair of jordans believe it or not in just like 2015 mm-hmm. like that was my first pair um, but I just think coming from like you know New York and you know seeing your father and uncles and stuff like that, bro. Just you know forces and all that, you know Barclays and stuff like Pippins and all that. Mm-hmm. that was the normal stuff. I, I I don't know why I was never into Jordans. I think you know I, I think at a time in my life it was more so like oh that's hype, you know nobody cared about it, you know what I mean. <laughs> and then once you get a pair though, it's like all right, I get it. It's a different feeling. Yeah, I get it. You yeah. know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And um, but my first pair though, man, 2015. Honestly, I want to say. I think my favorite back then was fours, though, bro. Fours, and then I know for a fact, and I probably mentioned this in 2016, right? I um, I sold everything <laughs> and I bought like ten pairs of fire red threes. Yeah, yeah so and I'm I, saying that. Yeah, and I wore fire red threes every single day <laughs> for no. Re- it didn't matter what I wore, or nothing. I was gonna be, I was gonna have on a pair of fire red threes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it was. It was crazy. That's a clean color, man. I mean, yeah, I yeah. sold them, Johnson. I need, to, I need to get them. Yeah, and then uh, the Jordan ones. Once I actually got a pair, it's, it's reminiscent, of course, of forces, but um, they're a lot less wider. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, that's why I like it. I don't like forces no more because they're such a wide shoe, bro. Um, at least you know on my foot for sure. Um. But Jordan ones is just they just look good with everything, bro. Like I'm wearing khakis right now. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, like, khakis they look great with shorts, bro. Like the crazy part is I don't even wear them with jeans anymore. Yeah, that's the craziest part, bro. I don't know what it is. <laughs> when I wear jeans, I've been wearing like dunks and all that with jeans. You know what I'm saying? So, but when I wear like Jordan ones since they hide, bro, I always do khakis or sweats or something like that, bro. Yeah. What's your favorite Jordan one? What I have on right now, uh, bread toes. But here's the thing: this is what I actually recently learned about myself, man. Because I ended up remember when the royal toe, when the royal toes came out, like early in the year, or whatever, mm-hmm. late last year, whatever. I didn't want them, so I'm like, I already got the OG royals, mm-hmm. right? But then when I got these, I'm like, man, like the band ones, I like these better simply because of the white background. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm like. So let me look at the royal, the royal toes. And when I look at them, I'm like, bro, like, you know, that it's because of the white, it makes the rest of the colors pop, bro. Yeah. Same thing with the core pur- the purple OGs versus the, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, or I'm just not the core purple, the um, pine greens. Yeah. The pine green OGs versus the 2.0s. Right. The OGs, I like that it has the white on it. And remember, I, I had mine and sold them. Yeah. I gave them to my, I actually gave them to my nephew. Right. I bought them back. Right from him, I you did. Literally, I literally just bought them back from him, man. So <laughs> I like, need them back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, I want to collect all as many as I can. I know it's gonna be really hard to do because there's so many different cons and they're mm-hmm. so expensive, man. Um, but definitely, I, I enjoy 
when it has the white behind the swoosh. I, I liked it a lot better, for real. It's something about the color blotting because I was, you know, if when we talk about the ones, right? Like the bands is the bands, right? Of course, yeah, they're, the you bands. can't say nothing bad. You can't about say about them, that. They, and they're just like a perfect shoe, right? Yeah, yeah, without doubt. But then, like, if you had to go past that, right, with the different bread colorways, like, you know, my favorite really ones out of them is like out of that colorway is the Chicago ones yeah absolutely and I like the black toe ones I like I love them too because it's just the the way that the colors are set up on the toe box the heel you know what I'm saying the check I think that all goes into play with um with how the shoe looks and what the yeah. what what how can you pull it off with the fit absolutely or when somebody asks you why do you have the same color or different colors of the same shoe what drives me crazy about the black toes and I want a pair though is like you know, I just got those clay greens, right? Mm. Those are black toes too. When you think, if you look at it in that aspect, the only thing that's different about the OG black toes yes. and clay greens is the color on the back. Yes, they are. You they see are. what I'm saying? They so are. I, I don't get why they actually named those black toes instead of like white. You know what I mean? White. Yeah. I don't understand what their not logic was behind that part. Um, but I want those. That's probably gonna be my next cop, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I, I understand it's so expensive now. Like I gotta plan out my, my purchases <laughs> and all that. Yeah, you yeah. can't just like go get them or nothing. It's, no more. it's crazy. Yeah, you man. really gotta plan it out now, man. I planned these out. The, those clay greens I had to plan out. The only ones I got that I got to get like early, and I really had them like two weeks early. But they only they came. They didn't arrive at my house the day before, so I was kind of blown. Was mm-hmm. the uh, the pollens? The pollens. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and those are, I I love those 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 are like I'm not gonna say they're my top five of all time, but the way they fit the quality of them, bro, it's just I wear those like three times a week, bro. Yeah, literally, like, they, I love them. They man. are butter. Yeah, I, I love them, man. I pulled them out the box and I was like, oh, y'all did good on these. Yeah, yeah, they went crazy on them. They that, that 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 yellow. And yeah, and it's, it's not like a super bright yellow. It's, it's, it's like, like that. that. Yeah, 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 yeah I agree. Like yeah, it's crazy. I was like, yo, y'all. Every once in a while, y'all just go just, nuts. Yeah, they go nuts, man. It, it's like a golden yellow. Like I don't know, man. It's, it's the perfect shoe. It's man. a perfect shoe. It's, it's put together really well. Man. The leather quality, the the white blotting on the sole. It, it's just it's just really good. Absolutely. Um, when you think about like the colors, because there's always been I've had a conversation with uh, a couple people about the colors and uh, mm-hmm. as far as what we our outfit or our shoes that we like stuff like that that representative of our mood or they pull up with they they, they elicit different emotions when you are creating your stuff uh-huh. do you take that into account about what these colors would do to pull out those emotions of people not the colors but the feeling of what i'm wearing though for sure okay you know what i mean um, um now if i'm creating something i do take into account the color of what i'm branding it for and how it feels to people don't get me wrong mm-hmm. If I use a beige or if I use, you know, most of my colors are like more neutral anyway, yeah. dark green, stuff like that. Um, but like, and right now I'm doing like the children's book and I'm using like that teal color, yeah, you know what I mean? So I get that. But as far as what I'm wearing, I always wear dark colors, but then my shoes might have, you know, like the Pop red in there, something like that, you know what I'm saying? So, um, I don't really take that into account, but I know how it makes me feel, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, and it's not necessarily the color though, it's really like. This shoe is my favorite shoe, so it makes me feel better when I wear it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, versus like the color of it, you feel me? Mm-hmm. That's all it really is. But I also, I think even when the color, the color blot, like with the, the natural colors that you do use, they're very intentional. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and, and give way to a certain feel or story, maybe unintentionally. Yeah. So, I did that. So, yeah. So, the color, um, Essentially, it's dark green, right? But then it's a light gray like this, man. 
and um like some a khaki color right mm-hmm. and i did that purposely because no matter where i no matter what t-shirt i put it on no matter what color i mix with it etc that that added color will always pop because mm-hmm. of that, you know what I mean? So I wanted people to think of like this urban when, when just like when you walk into my house, I want people to feel essentially I'm sorry, originally when you walk into the studio, I wanted people to feel the way they felt in my house, like mm-hmm. this whole industrial modern feel, right? Mm-hmm. It just so happens that because it's a an historic building, mm-hmm. you I couldn't accomplish that. Mm-hmm. So I went with the dark green, the khaki, etc., because of the natural wood flooring that it has. Mm-hmm. And then instead of having like the white borders on the doors, they have the same color wood on the floor. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I was like. If I go all white or light gray with black accents, it'll look good, but it'll mesh. It wouldn't mesh enough with the wood color that's in here. Mm-hmm. And um, so I said, if I go with these new, these other neutral but still vibrant colors like that forest green, and that forest green, like when you do the HTML on it, it has teal in it. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. did that purposely. So it's still it's still upbeat. You know what I mean? But it still feels like it's toned down so I can throw this crazy art on the wall. Yeah. And I can, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And that was why I did that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I can still go crazy instead of, you know, having to uh, be specific about the color of the art that I'm using. Mm. Versus like the new location, mm-hmm. it's, it's all going to be black and white art. Mm. It's all going to mm-hmm. be white tables with black legs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's all gonna be neutral as hell, black and white, mm-hmm. light gray walls, dark gray floors. But the sofa is gonna be dark green, and then the plants are gonna be green. Okay, and that's gonna give it that pop of color. You the know pop what of I mean? the color and yeah. it's the feel of it, that modern feel. Yeah, and like all the all the pipes in the ceiling are exposed, and they're painted matte black. Matte black. So yeah. it it makes it you know pop. That's one of those things where like even when you know. I do my um, when I created my office space of like you know what color I wanted to paint it and like you know my thought is always going to be I want you to be relaxed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know sure. what I'm saying? When you walk in my space, even as my house, like I always want people to come into my house and feel like they can relax yeah. and just unwind. Right, right. But you know what's interesting that I always that I also thought about sometimes I correlate colors to people. Like with you, mm-hmm. I literally think of navy blue. Really? No bullshit. Navy it's blue? crazy. I don't know why. And it has nothing to do with the car, but I think that maybe it's because your other Beamer also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? And you know what they say? They say that navy blue itself is like a color of like respect. Like you see men in suits, they wear dark blue navy, you know, that navy blue hmm. suit, and it, it represents something different. Yeah. They said if you go to an interview, wear navy blue. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I understand that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know why. So, so... I don't know if it's the professionalism or, you know, the intellect, et cetera. I, I correlate that to you. But if I think like dark grays and blacks, I think of myself or right, our friend right. Kenny. Kenny. Yeah, definitely. I can't help <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and and I don't think of like dark or, you know, crazy stuff about souls or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Just, that's just that color. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's um, the first time I've ever heard navy blue associated with me, even though my cars are blue, which is Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't think it was because of the cars. That's just things that when I started learning the, the, the definitions of what these colors can do to people. Yeah. I think that you know that's how that came about, right? Which is wild because like my favorite color is green, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> green and then like or gold and black, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And uh, you know that's that's wow, wow, that's yeah, interesting, man. that's interesting. 
Didn't even think about that. But but that that kind of goes to even my cars like that because like the color of my cars is not an actual traditional color that I would buy. Yeah. Granted, one of my other cars was like a kind of a slate gray, but I always tend to go neutral to dark because then when I go dark or neutral, right? Then I can play on the accents. I can play on the wheels. Right, right. I get you. You know what I'm saying? So, um, let's say like at one point in time, I did. A, I had my car. I was. I wrapped it in green, and made it green. So then we went with the gold wheels. Okay. Yeah, that's hard. You know what I'm saying? Then there was a point we have like the copper wheels, and then like the copper wheels too much. And yeah. then you just play on those colors because it it, it stands out. Yeah, absolutely. It moves, absolutely. and you know what I'm saying. And I think there's a. There's always some type of um, psyche behind yeah, you know, yeah. doing that. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I think last question. I don't, uh, what are we gonna get to on this? Um, do you feel like you'll be doing this forever? Yeah. So you know, my plan. I I don't plan to have a small business forever, man. I plan to make this a corporation, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. I, okay. I plan. My goal is a new, a new store every year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At minimum, who knows? You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it can go to. I could have put this profit in my pocket, but instead I put it back into another another location. Mm-hmm. Because, you see, if if we could make it buzz the way that it is right now in downtown Fredericksburg, just imagine how it's going to do in Baltimore or yeah. Philly or yeah. something else. Houston, you know what I mean? DC, Maryland, and, and, yeah. and that's the whole thing, man. You know what I mean? And I think that that's what makes me... um. I know I'll do it forever in a sense of being a creative, yeah, always. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's not profitable, it's just something I'm going to be doing. Um, but on a professional level of, of creativity, yeah, I, I definitely think that this is what I'm going to be doing, man, for sure. And I'm, sure. I'm okay with that. I enjoy it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, do you feel like, well, what would you say to the person that is starting their brand or starting their business up shortly and they're struggling with trying to figure out how to market, how to get their customer base. Yeah. Um, what would you give them as far as advice on how to... You know, I think the first yeah. step, I think for everybody, man, is to figure out social media, man. Figure out what... I, I, the way that I do it, man, what are the big names or the whoever, the big names, big brands, whatever, that I follow and what attracted me to them mm-hmm. that they kept doing? Because a lot of this stuff, it's not even intentional. You might follow somebody just because you like the way that they dress, but they're intentionally posting those pictures of their outfit because they know that you will like them. Mm-hmm. So you, I think figure that out and, and pay attention to the interactions that are happening on those posts. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because you're going to find something that you can utilize for yourself somewhere in there. You know what I mean? You don't have to emulate or copy what they're doing. and You know what I mean? A lot of this stuff is the same. Don't get me wrong. But you don't have to copy it, but... It can some portion of it can definitely be useful. You know what I mean. I don't believe in if I'm going to create without making money. That's cool. I'm going to do that mm-hmm. in my house. But if I'm going to put something out in the world, I need to make money from it. Mm-hmm. You understand know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. I was going to make money from it, then I could just keep it to myself. Yeah. You know what I mean. So yeah. there's no. I'm not here. I love 
the compliments, don't get me wrong, of course, but there's no better compliment than you, you know, pulling out your wallet, brother. Yeah. So that's just the best compliment, you know what I mean? So, yeah. and that makes you feel good, not in a money hungry sense, but damn, somebody's willing to pay for this. That's a whole different beast of, of reinforcement of like somebody's willing to pay for something that I created. Yeah, yeah. And scratch. it's like, man, those, those, that hard work can pay off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think that that's very important for somebody to strategize and think of a plan. Um, and while I think it's possible for everybody, I think that they have to be realistic in their approach to it, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. all of us, like right now, the, everybody was doing uh, like eyebrows. Right now, everybody's doing candles. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's okay. But now you got to figure out what's going to make you stand out. You can't just stand say it because out. you have a better product. Who gives a fuck about the product? We have to find that product. Mm-hmm. How are you going to make us find it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How are you going to pop up on our feeds? you know on our radio whatever how are you gonna make us find it at the end of the day and that's the part that i think people forget to th- think about they just think hey if i master this product yeah so it's highest quality it's gonna sell nah we gotta find it we, we gotta, gotta figure out that it exists yeah and that's the part that i think people gotta pay more attention to do you feel like they have to tell a, have to be able to tell a story behind it i think i don't think that they have so i just think it's better though mm-hmm. you know what i mean you know, so you saw Drake's put Drake put out a candle last year, right? Yeah. Why is every candle handwritten? This is Drake. He could have fucking got a million dollar machine and printed it. Yeah. But he got it handwritten instead. Because mm. now, how much cooler is that? Those personal branding. You see what pieces. I'm saying, bro? Like that's that's the whole thing. And if Drake could fucking do it, we right. could do it. Right. You know what I mean? Like I'm sure he's not doing each one, but he did it one time for it to get copied. Man. We can do it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, and that's the whole thing. That personal touch is is it always goes a long way. And I do the same thing with my tags on my shirts. Mm-hmm. Of course, I could get a a fucking tag that says it with a computer ink, etc. But yeah. I write it instead. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just for the fact of me sitting there, I put the time in, and you notice that. Those person. Remember when I first opened, I was writing the tags for my plants too. Yeah, handwriting them. I started being there two, three o'clock in the morning doing it, bro. So then I started printing them. You know right. what I'm saying? Um, it just got to that point. But 25 t-shirts, I mean, it's not a big deal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Write that. You know what I'm saying? And sooner or later, it's gonna have to change. You know, new store. I'm gonna have to change it. But right. it's just the fact that that personal ch- touch is always, it, it's always good. But you also have to know where you're at. If it wasn't personal, if I if I didn't make it so personal where I'm located at now, I don't think it would be as successful. What you mean? Like. So, legally, in a legal aspect, my wife owns the whole thing, mm-hmm. 100% of it, right? And I'm like the studio director. That's my position, mm-hmm. right? So, when you walk in and you're black, you're a person of color, whatever, you walk in and you're asking this girl, you're asking me questions, and then, you, then it hits you like, yo, are you the owner? And my wife says, yeah. All of a sudden, your whole mood changed like, oh, shit, it's possible. Mm-hmm. And it happens every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? People ask me, like, are you two the owner? We're like, yeah. And they, like, lose their shit. Like, oh, holy yeah. fuck, this is so cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, one, we're the owners and we're there. We're mm-hmm. physically working. You mm-hmm. see it. You know what I mean? Two, because they see two people of color, specifically a black woman that really owns this place. You know what I'm saying? And it, it does something to them. Because, essentially, there's no way that shit would have been successful in historic downtown Fredericksburg. If you think about but, it. But, yeah, you know what I mean? But here's the thing. I could have made that business all mine, right? Mm-hmm. And still being a person of color is nowhere near, me being Hispanic, is nowhere near as, as much of a struggle as her being a black woman, right? Mm-hmm. 
So I made it all hers. So now if I can make this successful with you being the face of this shit in a racist, historic town, right? Mm -hmm. It's a wrap anywhere we go. Yeah. You see what I mean? I forgot about that. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's why I did that, essentially. You know what I okay. mean? Okay. I, I actually realize. did this on Valentine's Day before anybody even knew about it. Oh. On Valentine's Day, I did this for her. And when I was doing the LLC, I put that she's 100% owner on the video. Bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? I literally did that purposely because I said, listen, it's going to go one of two ways. We're going to get shut down. They're going like, <laughs> to they're gonna like knock down the windows, go crazy shit. Yeah. Or two, that resistance is going to cause the buzz to go bigger and bigger get and bigger, bigger and bigger, right? And that's what like, we're going to aim for number two, of course. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And I think that that's what happened. Granted, we didn't have no resistance, but I think that that's what happened. Seeing that was new to them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that's what made it go crazy. Yeah, I didn't even think about that implication. I forgot all about that because you know what? If you know... If you listen to my episode, y'all understand that what Fredericksburg has, you know, is in reference to the history. And you know what Virginia deals with the Confederacy. But if you've been following Fredericksburg and their politics, we had a big issue about the slave block that's down there in downtown Fredericksburg. Mondays is not too far from Fred, that, that, that yeah, downtown it's like slave block. Yeah, a block and a half. Look like a block and a half away from that actual store. Yeah. So have a 100% owned black woman store that does plants that has this aesthetic. Yeah. From a block and a half away from a slave block. Right. And I'll have like 21 Savage playing loud. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like with the door open. And it's like, yo, this is crazy. <laughs> like trap music and plant. Like, and it, I don't change the music when some, when a, you know, a, a higher earning nah, white woman don't. walks in. I don't change it or nothing. You don't you know at what all. Mean? I've and, seen it happen. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> I, I kind of like force them to accept it. You know what I mean? You ain't got but, a choice. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And then. The crazy part is that when they start thinking that, when they start realizing that it's cool, and then you see them, you know, every week, that shit's like amazing to me, bro. That's a whole different beast. Yeah, that's amazing to me. That's bro. a be. I, I really, I was there one time. I was rapping with you, man. I seen who was playing Future or something like that. Two white ladies was walking in that joint, and I was just like, oh man, they, they gonna say something. They was like, oh, see you later, man. Yeah, yeah, like it's crazy, <laughs> man. They love it because they never, yo, half of the time when they're older white women or men. They come in and say, hey, what is this? And then back my mom, like, it's a fucking plant store. But I don't want to say that because I understand that that aesthetic. And and they probably ne never seen something, like, so modern ran by people of color. You know what yeah, I mean? So yeah. So they're like, oh, there's T-shirts and there's art. So actually, I break it down and I explain it to them. Mm -hmm. and, it, and I think that makes them appreciate that. It's all, these rugs were made by hand. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. this art was really painted. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I do the digital art and I hire a black artist to paint it. And I think that mm -hmm. you know what I mean. Just it, that's what keeps the wheels going, bro. Absolutely, man. That's 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 crazy, man. That's wild to think about it. But you know, and I think what from what I'm gathering, you know, and we'll we'll close it out here is when I think about the influencer and you know how they have pushed things and oh you build your business or your brand it's that and third they always talk about these set steps right that you have to abide by in order to make things meet and you and i um share the same thoughts we on the different two ends of the spectrum in mm -hmm. reference to you know our respective fields but we creatively we see eye to eye in that this thing is subjective yeah yeah so what might work for you might not work right, for me right right or what way to market might not work for you, but might work for me. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it's it's subjective to what you are doing, what type of work it is, what's your population, and, and, and what that's happening. I think 
the more we grasp that the more we can get released from thinking that everything should be this 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 kind of thing as you know what it is man first I fucking hate the term like people who label themselves influencer like (laughs) first and foremost like what are you influencing and or who are you influencing and what are they doing because you influenced it like or what are they buying because you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. so I think at the end of the day it's this facade because they're still selling something and some Aspect like they give you ten steps you gotta follow, but all of a sudden on step six you gotta buy something from them to make it happen. Or masterclass, yeah, or yeah, you know, yeah. something like that. Yeah, that's why I don't follow nothing like that, and I respect like Gary V and all that. I love it, but what's crazy is that I enjoy like the Grant Cardone. Do you wanna know something about Grant Cardone, bro? I've been following him since like 2010. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Before anybody was even on any of that crazy shit, right? Mm-hmm. Because I always liked his aspect of like, um. Why are you saving the money? You need to go make more. You need to go spend it and make, you know, you go use mm-hmm. it to make more. And I always, I'm not going to say I 100% agree with it, but I get it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I get that 100%, bro. Um, so I, I hate that term influencer, but I totally agree with it's not cookie cutter, man. It has to, you have to make that process. There's mm-hmm. not a process for you already outside of the legalities of all of the course, but like there's not a process for you. There's something that you have to create, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, for for your brand and for yourself, bro. For 100%. yourself. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even if somebody else has done it, doesn't mean it's going to work for you like the way yeah, it works for you. And vice versa. Yeah. And just because somebody's already doing it, don't mean you can't. True. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the whole thing, man. I said this the other day. I said, listen, I give everybody every single connection that I have because there's a thing. Nine out of ten of those people, they're not going to do nothing with that information. Right. That other person doesn't move like I move. They might move better. Yeah. But they're not going to do the exact product. They can't. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's authentic at the mm-hmm. end of the day, bro. Yeah. And w- when you're moving authentically and, and you're producing and creating authentic product or projects or whatever it is that you're doing, bro, I don't think that any duplication of it will really matter in a sense. Mm-hmm. Even if it becomes bigger, right? It's it's not that original. That's like the Aaliyah made, you know, silver yeah. joints. I would rather have those any day over the silver toes. The silver toes are nice though, but you're telling me I wouldn't take the Aaliyah Mays over that. Uh, you see what I'm saying, bro? Yeah, yeah. It, there's just no way around yeah. that. And I will also say too, one thing you told me when we first met, you know, because I was thinking about taking a break or whatever and it was tired. You was like, you should be, if your brand is authentic and genuine, you should be able to step away from it and it still should be standing. Yeah. And that that has stuck with me for years. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, I remember. I didn't know that, but I remember that. It has stuck with me for years because, you know, we get so tired into thinking of that we should, we got to be posting all the time. We got to be doing this all the time, this productivity standpoint. But if your brand is authentic and genuine, yeah. it's going to stand by itself. You know, I had, to, I had to use my own advice of that, that exact advice because... When we first opened Mondays, it was uh, like May 1st that we first opened. Mm-hmm. And we had already reserved a vacation spot for June 1st, mm-hmm. right, for a week. And I'm like, we got closed down for the week, huh? And it was crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was right. crazy. And yeah, we did lose money. We didn't expect it to be what it was financially, you know. But it was like, we just bounced back. That's mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? And those 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 Air Max ones, right? The paddleways. Mm. I got them, by the way. You did. Yeah, I'm uh, waiting for them to get here. But um, I need them. You know what their lo- you know what their slogan is? What? Waves, not cycles. That's amazing, bro. Waves, not cycles. 
that's so amazing, wild. bro. That's that's great. That's and then for amazing. other people who don't know Mellow earlier work, Waves is part of his. Yeah, that's some of them. <laughs> yeah, some of them go with forever. Waves, not cycles. That's amazing, bro. Uh, you seen the Aqua ones, like the more tip. I was mad because at, right after I first and foremost, I didn't know that they were just coming out like this previous Saturday. Yeah. So I bought them the Friday, right? I could have mm. tried my luck at first on yeah. Saturday, but I didn't know that. I thought they had came out and I was just paying resale on them. Yeah. I didn't know I was paying early price on them. You know what I'm saying? Oh. So once I pay for them. The next day, I start seeing blue ones. I'm like, what the hell, man? I'm like, bro, the blue this is one crazy. Is nasty Ridiculous. Too. I can't even wait for them joints to come in, man. Like, the crazy part about those is that I literally plan to just wear sweats with them joints on some chill stuff, bro. Yeah. Like, they just look like that. It just looks like the perfect high end chill sneaker. You don't need to do nothing crazy with that, John Stone. Yeah, like, they, they will sell us up. Whatever outfit you throw on, they yeah, fine. Yeah, them joints are just too clean, bro. Yo, when I first seen them, I thought there was just like somebody was playing around. Like, I did too. I didn't think I you did were too. real, bro. And they kept they kept moving around. I was like, man, hold on, man. They, they coming out. I was like, oh, no, I, I need to. Make yeah, man. But they didn't come out in America. That's why. Oh. None of them did. So what I bought, and I didn't realize it, I bought them. I've been using eBay lately mm-hmm. because eBay has the authenticity now, right? Yeah. So what the prices look like? Yo, it's better because you can send offers now. Oh, it's true. On eBay, you know okay. what I mean. You do. I do the filter, so I make sure that authenticity, authenticity guaranteed is always on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because then they gotta send it over to eBay. eBay sends it back. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I did that, not realizing that it said in the description will ship once received. You know oh, yeah, so yeah, I would have yeah. known that they didn't come out yet had I saw that. You said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had no idea. So, like, it literally just got shipped to eBay this morning. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. I, I like it better than Go and all of them because, you know, Go and StockX and all of them charge seller fees that are higher than eBay's. So, oh, eBay's do. prices are already better because of that. Oh, okay. I'm going to check what I'm eBay so out. That's why, that's why I've been messing with it, man. Not only that, man. I'll message somebody and, like, you got to be cryptic. You'll be like, hey, I got this amount for you, but you have to hit me on, like, E-Y-E slash G-E-E, right? <laughs> and I'll put like, I'll type, I'll put in quotations, I'll type at sign, like I'll literally type it out uh-huh. and then I'll like, I'll put my name with it so that, because if not, eBay will see that and they'll delete that message. So the person, it'll be like blank, blank, blank to that person. Oh. You know what I'm saying? So, because if I, if I hit them like that and then I pay, you know, Apple Pay or something like that, I get it cheaper because now they avoid seller fees and all that. Oh yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. So I'll do it. That. If if it's a trustable person, because I want to make sure they're authentic at the end of the day. But I think that in with the sneaker culture, man, it's so I'm not gonna say small, but you you could tell you who's know who's who? selling real stuff, who's not, who's bro. not. Yeah, it's 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 easy to to, to fish out now. Yeah, without it's a doubt. easy. It's without way easier. Everybody on eBay when they're doing it real, when they're real, they literally have a supreme sticker with their at sign on it. Mm. You know, and the other thing that they do, if you go to their last picture on their listing, they'll be like, if you want a better price, hit me on IG, but they'll put it like on Photoshop so they don't type it so eBay doesn't pick it up. Oh, you know what I mean? That's that's the other way that they're doing it to get better because you can sell on IG now, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, really, it's like, yo, cash app this to me, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm cool with like certain Apple Pay, I'm not doing, I actually got like fucked over on Apple Pay. Um, but Cash App, I'll do it because I don't receive it. I'll just, you know, dispute with my bank. They'll mm-hmm. give it back ASAP. And I got Square for retail at the store, so it's connected to Cash App. So it's easy to get the money back if something wants to happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So eBay is where it's at. Again, like, it's going to get back there. It's going to get back. They're coming back in yeah, the yeah, style. Yeah, without a doubt. That's what's up, man. Well, Melo, we appreciate you coming on our Everybody Likes Podcast. Man, we got an hour in, man. Tell the people where they can find you at and where they can find Mondays at. Man, Mondays is at 709 Caroline Street, Fredericksburg, Virginia, 22401. 
And the first Saturday of spring is going to be at 520 Caroline Street in Baltimore, Maryland in the Outer Harbor. Um, our IG is at from Mondays. My personal IG is at 92 Bricks, but you know I'm not too active on there, man. But hit us up, man. Talk to us. We always interact with everybody. Yes, sir, man. Well, Melo, like I said, appreciate you coming on this jump, man. I'm actually hopeful that some of the um, business owners or the people in private practice or they got their own brands, mental health wise, or whoever listen to right now, you know, take some gems from this episode, man, because there was some lot of gems dropped. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying I was and glad to be able to get this podcast out because I I hear all of these thoughts all the time from them, yeah, yeah. and I'm like I'm trying to figure out how I put it all into paper, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. So, man, we appreciate you coming on everybody relax podcast. Um, until next time, fellas, y'all take it easy for sure.